the song is playing not just for the win, but for that second half. You feel me? And for the new year, the new Browns. For the new year. The undefeated 2023 Cleveland Browns. Undefeated in the year of our Lord 2023. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dogs War Podcast, number one Browns podcast on the planet. You got Kevin. And Raleigh. And if you're listening to this, the day it comes out, it is Friday, January 6, 2023. Happy New Year to all. We got a win last weekend. We got a win. Do we even want to talk about the Buckeye game? Not really. Yeah, Raleigh yeah. and I watched the Buckeye game together on New Year's Eve. Um, that really hurt. I don't really and want to go back there just yet. I, I will say, random thought that I, I, I've kind of uh, strayed from college football in general uh, as I've grown. I don't know if it's because I'm growing wiser, more jaded. I, I don't know. But one of the things is I can, for the most part, fairly well recite a Browns game, like remember in my mind what happened, roughly what happened to get to that outcome college games you're like there's just so much i'm like that was such a was it like 40 something to 39 or it was was one point and how about this that field goal was timed up perfectly with the ball drop i thought people were kidding about that no it was like like spot on to the second when that thing got shanked they said the kick the kick was in 2022 and the miss was in 2023 um, I feel bad for the kid. Cause I didn't feel he, so bad for that kid, man. Didn't he drill a good one, like the possession before that? I don't remember the last time I saw him miss a field goal. Yeah, and it's just like I feel so bad for that kid because people are such assholes everywhere, but especially nowadays on social media. To be a kicker, I do not envy any kickers, any kickers' families. But I don't. I mean, yeah, did he shank the kick that did it? Yeah, but you also can't expect to win a game, most games, when you let a, a team score what, 45 points or whatever it was? <laughs> yeah, held him to no, 45 you points. Can't, we're not blaming the kicker for that. Um, but anyway, back to the Browns being sick. Brownies, again. hey, Brownies won at the Washington Commanders last weekend to a final score of 24 to 10. Deshaun Watson, the first half was just garbage, I think, for everywhere. Um, second half, Deshaun Watson, uh, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. Carson Wentz, Whatever. We don't have to talk about him. Nick Chubb ran for over 100 yards. Cooper ran for over 100 yards with two touchdowns. Three receptions, but two touchdowns. Not bad. That second half showed what we've all been waiting for. Now that Deshaun's, you know, Rust is really starting to wear off and he's had his little, you know, preseason while in the season deal. We're seeing what we potentially have or what this team can look like and will look like knock on wood moving forward. And I'm very excited. That is exactly as advertised. That was some 2020 and before Deshaun Watson in that second half. I loved it. His ability to throw some of those things. I mean, just his ability to get the ball to some of these guys in the coverage that they're in. His ability to make decisions and go through reads and be able to make plays on his feet. It's just a luxury that we've never had before. Yeah, I was. Um, I was watching. I'm, I'm going to be honest, Kevin. I was watching that game with a sort of a jaded mindset we're all jaded yeah like uh it's week 17 week 18 yeah we're all we're half dead so yeah i was watching it with like if the browns would have lost i would have it wouldn't have like truly affected my day as it would you know earlier in the year yeah but uh I, i felt like that first half 
people were like, oh, Deshaun Watson's sucking or whatever. I'm like, well, he's not putting up great numbers, no doubt. But people were tweeting those. Uh, you ever seen that aerial live tweeting thing or not live tweeting, but it's like a, a graphic of the field showing where each player is yeah, on yeah. both offense and defense, where they look like little pegs, little circles. I, I yeah, yeah, I yeah. You'd think I didn't know what that was called. Anyway, people were showing that, like, where the hell is he supposed to throw? Like, everyone was so covered. <laughs> and sooner or later, he started finding them. And <laughs> everyone was so covered. <laughs> was this is the like, expert analysis they come to the Dogs War podcast for. I worked out today. I worked out today for the first time in – since the kid being born new year, new me and God going to the gym was so humbling and I need to do it. I need to write this ship, turn this franchise around, but I cannot think straight right now. So uh, you can't work out in pod for, for anyone just starting off there. Is, what is your new year's resolution? Is that it? Just to be less fat? Yes. I'm not saying, is that it? Like, is that all I meant? Like, is that what it is? Um, no, like, hey, to anyone that's just trying to get back in shape or go to the gym, the first few days blow. The first yeah. couple of weeks blow. You just got to stick at it. It's all you can do. Yeah. So I'm glad that I went. But oh my goodness, that was just once you're at uh, no pain, no gain, baby. Once you acknowledge to yourself, like I have truly let myself go, makes it a little bit easier. It's like, yeah, I'm not trying to impress anyone. Some guys just throwing up. 65 pound dumbbells to the next to the right of me yeah but you'll do that in a few months like some people that haven't worked out in a while they go to the gym and they not always well, most of the time or at least they shouldn't be doing the same weight they used to do when they were in a more frequent routine whether it be you know high school college whatever or even after and they get so discouraged by that and think there's something wrong you're not supposed to be able to lift a thousand pounds and run 10 miles the first day back at the gym. You got to build it back up. It's not going to take as long as it did the first time, probably, but just day by day, baby. That's true. Back before, uh, when I used to work out sometimes I enjoyed having like the, uh, procrastination excuse of spending like 30 minutes untangling my headphones. But now <laughs> I got these AirPods, So that's out the door. Um, but anyway, back to expert football analysis. It was a struggle at first other than, Goddamn Grant Delpit with his two picks. Hey, shout out Delpit. We were a lot of people, including well, me for sure, were a little harsh on him earlier in the year. And I could say rightfully so. Four interceptions, two in this past game. I don't think anyone on the team hits harder than he does. He's really come around. You know, he was towards the bottom of the rankings in terms of safeties. And we looked at that a few months ago. Now he's, you know, in the 40s out of, you know, 80 or 90 eligible safety. So he's he's moved up. He's improved. That's what you want. It's what you want to ask for. He's going into a contract year next year. Oh, so you shit, assume, already? Yeah, remember, he was hurt the first year. You got to assume he's going to come out, you know, guns blazing. So I'm excited to see what he does next year. But excited for uh, what we see from Delpit. Can't say the same about everyone on that defensive side of the ball. But, and hey, I will say, Joe Woods' press conference today, we've said this a thousand times. We're not here to run people out of town. We all, we've said he could be a very good coach elsewhere. I, I did feel bad when he dropped the, I hope I get to speak to you all again when he walked off the podium to the reporters. I feel, I hate, I, I hate, call me a wuss. Okay, I hate that shit. I don't want idea what kind of salary he's got. Um, I did at one point, but I couldn't tell you right now. More than a million. Yeah, oh, yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I hope, wish him the best, but I, uh, I do feel bad. 
I actually do feel bad for Del Pitt this year. And I don't know if I was super vocal about this, but it's something I always thought. I don't know if I necessarily blame. The one thing that will get me like fired up at players is if, and it's hard to like prove is if they are just not giving a shit or putting in no effort, Mm -hmm. not trying their hardest on and off the field, which even that, judging somebody for not trying their hardest on and off the field. It's like, what the hell? It's not like I try my hardest. It's, on it's and impossible off. to quantify. Yeah. It's impossible to quantify, but you know, quarterbacks can be criticized for underperforming. And on the flip side, you can say, well, they've had shit coaching. I would make that argument for Baker, whatever he is or isn't. I don't think he had the most stable of coaching staff uh, experience while in Cleveland. Wish him the best. Same thing goes with defense though. If you have a bad defensive coordinator, a bad set of assistant coaches, head coaches, those bad coaches are not known for bringing the best out of you. And I truly believe there's too much talent for this team to be as underperforming as they have been on the defensive side of the ball, particularly. So what I'm getting at is if they do truly have bad coaches on defense and Delpit's starting to figure out figure it out it's like that's the guy you want you know people arguing for him or not, i shouldn't say for but people making a case of how they could bring him back or why they would bring joe woods back once the fancy doesn't fire anybody too people keep saying we've seen some weeks of what this defense could be or what it should be but you're people are, aren't making the case they think they're making when they say that like i said in the last episode this is a results-based league. This is a results-based sport. Yeah, you know, you can see I, I can shoot a hundred threes from the three-point line. And if I make two, people say, oh, Steph Curry, there he is. He can make two. He probably can make a hundred at some point, right? No, not Steph Curry. Bad analogy. It made sense in my head earlier, but I, I, I think people see where you're going with it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I can make a three. <laughs> I can't do it 99 out of a hundred times like Steph Curry. Yes, we can have some flashes, but it does not make us a good defense or a great scheme is what I'm getting at. Um, I wear that one. That was terrible. But <laughs> so what I'm saying is we everyone's like, well, you know, it could, it could, it could. It hasn't. And it's been three years. We can't go into next season hoping that it's all just going to magically come around and finally work out and be the defense that we've seen in some of these games for a consistent 17 games. It can't happen. It can't. We can't risk this shit anymore. To rephrase that, you can go in hoping, but to go in hoping without shaking some things up from the top down Mm -hmm. would be a fool's move. And we have the talent. That's why I'm always going to hope it's good. Yeah. We have hundreds of million dollars back there. Yeah. Makes it so much more frustrating. Um, Um, Oh, real, um, real quick. I I said, I'm tired. I'm drinking a coffee right now. It's five 15 here in Chicago PM. I did the uh, where Raleigh and I live in Chicago, not together at the top of our respective streets. There is a little what do you want to call it? like a mini mall, a mini whatever. There's like uh, there's a Dunkin', a UPS, a Subway and a <laughs> yeah, mini mart. Yeah, mini, mini, yeah. mini, mini, whatever. You know what I'm saying? A little shopping plaza. So I did what I call the Holy Trinity. I went to Dunkin' for a coffee, went to Subway for a six inch pause and then went to the mini mart to get a couple of Gatorades after the gym. Nice. I, I don't know if I've shared this theory before. Have I shared my Subway theory with you? No. So I know people, oh, Subway's gross. I like Subway. Deal with it. 
Subway or Chipotle or any of those similar uh, restaurants where you order right at the counter, right? I firmly believe, and maybe this isn't a hot take or a theory, just common sense. I don't know. You can learn almost everything about a person by how they order their Subway or Chipotle sandwich burrito. Someone that goes up to the counter and just goes, they start off with, give me a, or let me have a, and they go through and they just point or they reach over the counter or they never once say please or anything. And they just like bark out orders and just say that, let me get a, I hate those people. If you're one of them, I despise you and your parents. Sorry. It is what it is. And you're probably an asshole and rant. Or maybe they could hear this rant and grow from it and be like, wow, I never thought of it that way. Cause I'm like, ah, I think I definitely give them a couple of ahs, but I, I, I you don't, don't start I'm with, give me a burrito. Yeah. I give me a I, foot long pause. Dude. Uh, same thing with uh, trick or treat this year. We uh, sat on the porch and kids came through. Whenever kids would just hold out their bags and not say anything, or, or just be like, "I actually I don't even remember what they were saying because it's like if they say trick or treat, that's par for the course." Whatever these little shits they were doing, it was annoying me. And next year, I'll remember what they said if it's the same kids and if I live in the same spot and we'll uh, touch on it then. And hopefully the Browns will be eight yeah, and one anyway, at that, that point. Was, that was my side theory. I was thinking about that. Sorry, but that's a good hey, theory. A, a lot by how people order a lot by how people order and subway is a fine. How you treat people, in, how you treat workers in public. Yes. That is the biggest indication of a lot of about a person. I think a lot of about a person. I can't even talk today. Hey, we have obviously uh, our season ends after this upcoming weekend in Pittsburgh. Uh, I heard on ESPN radio, we finished our season in the last like 20 years, eight times in Pittsburgh, five of those times, the coach was fired that night. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, obviously Stefanski's not getting fired. Um, I hope not, but there's obviously gonna be some changes come black Monday as there is around the entire league. That being said, here's what I want to say about this upcoming game. If Pittsburgh has to win this game, to have a shot at the playoffs again, credit to Tomlin and that organization in September, everyone thought they were dead and going to be like a top, you know, five draft pick, but now they're in the playoff hunt with a rookie quarterback. They've gone back and forth between him and Mitch and blah, blah, blah. So you got credit where credit due. They always figure out a way to do it, but we have a chance to go in and ruin their playoffs and season. And if we win, they don't go to the playoffs. So that's what I'm, uh, this is why this game is fun for us. And it would be their first losing season since what the 80s? I first time in Tomlin's career. Oh, how about uh speaking of which of years and 80s, if we beat the Steelers this Sunday, knock on wood, this will be the first time we've swept them in a season since 1988. Raleigh, you know what year I was born? 88. 1988. <laughs> just how sad. These stats are that just are always going to forever come out about this godforsaken franchise. But they're less sad when you're at the cusp of, well, mm. big knock on wood. When hey, you have that, I know, I know you finished. I know you're gone. Brown stats are inherently, for the past twenty years, incredibly depressing. We're always at the butt of a joke, or like, wow, I didn't think that was possible. And the Browns did it twice in like ten year span. But whenever you see the Browns overcome a ridiculous Brown stat. For instance, this wasn't really a Brown stat. This was more Brady stat. When the Browns were the first team to beat Brady, when he had a more than a seven point lead in under two minutes, yeah. that's a sick Brown stat. Um, if the Browns could bring the Steelers 
their first losing season and their playoff hunt, that would make this season not suck as much and make this off season a whole lot better starting on Sunday. That would be a huge win for the coach. Uh, hopefully not too big of a win that they decide to keep woods a huge win for the players, for morale, for the city. That all being said, I, I just thought of this after the Cincinnati game, the Cincinnati loss, like our playoff chances went to like 0.4% or mm-hmm. something absurd. And I think both of us were like, yeah, it's done. And most people were like, yeah, it's done. Had they beaten the saints and we were, we would essentially have the same record as the Steelers had the Browns beaten the saints. Would our playoff chances be very alive? If we would have beat the jets, if we would be like, yeah, I don't don't lie, but we would still be the end of the year would have been much better. Had we won those games that we should have won. No, 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 no doubt. No argument there. But I'm just saying we had thrown in the towel from like a math, math like people I, sent me all these scenarios of like what the Christmas Eve to win. Yeah, it would have been. But the, we had no tiebreakers with any of like the four final but seeds I, in the AFC. What I'm getting at is as things have shaken out. The Browns, I think they'd be kind of alive had they won the Saints game. I'm not a thousand percent sure, but. I don't know if we would have been mathematically eliminated, but there would have been one of those. If these 8 million things happen, we can go. And okay. obviously us being Browns fans, we hang on to any slimmer of hope. So yes, short answer. Yes. There may still have been a path, no matter how minuscule or 0.001% chance. But of course the Browns okay. being the Browns, my, here we are. My, my thinking was that the, a win against the Saints would have taken us out of that point oh 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 one thing after last week play. Could have, it could have. But either way, it's in the past, and they didn't lose win the against the Saints. They didn't beat the Jets. They didn't beat the Falcons. They didn't beat a lot of teams that they probably could have beat, and uh, kind of par for the course. But we're turning it around this off season. But we're serious this time. Hey, this is again. Pardon me. Hiccup. We've said this a few times now. This is the first time in our lives, knock on wood, that we're not sitting here praying that we hit on a quarterback in the draft or praying we sign somebody and they work out. That's why we had to have a lot of people that were saying, oh, Deshaun should have sat the whole year so we don't burn a year of his con-. No, we needed these six games with him to see what we have, to get him to start gelling, to see have Stefanski see what he needs to tweak or do to really connect with him. And credit to Stefanski, I like that he goes into the quarterback room for like every meeting and legit asks him and Jacoby, what do you like? What do you not like? I'm not going to run plays. You guys don't want to run. So that's, I, I like that part of their relationship, but we have, we, we have an absolute generational top 10, top five when healthy and playing quarterback. And you can't argue that. And it's the first time we have a bonafide star back there. And, we don't have to spend all off season wondering and praying and drinking. And I well, do think we should still resort to praying and knocking on wood because this franchise, just when you think things are, I'm like, just talking about with the quarterback. I, I know, I know. And I'm yeah. saying we're not out of the woods. Let's, let's just double back on the, I, I hear no, I know. what you're saying. I agree with it. We're, we're seeing signs of him still having that mojo that he once had. And let's see if, 
he can continue on his path of getting back to where he once was healing on the field, off the field, all of that shit and hope that the team can get better and better and win the occasional one possession game. Here's where the pressure does come from. And we're not going to get into this now. We're taking a long break after this season. (laughs) Oh yeah. It is put up or shut up time next season. We got, we got our quarterback. We're going to add a bunch of stuff this off season. God willing. There's, I don't want to – we're not going to even put this out there, but we can't have a rough start to next year is all I'm saying. I know. What are the chances they win week one back-to-back years? I mean – That that would be a hell of a sign of good things. If and when we win a Super Bowl, you know we're going to have lost the week one of that season. And also DM us uh, because, yeah, we are going to take a break, but – there are things to be discussed. We'll talk. Ne- we'll talk next week. We'll have an episode next week. And then DM us what you guys want to hear about. I'm sure we can get a salary cap expert on in the off season. I got interviews. One. Yeah, you got one. Sick. Yeah, we'll do one in a week or two. Yeah. What do you mean a week or two? We're gonna take a break. Give me a turn that into a three four week baby. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm just saying in the years past. We'll talk about it. But in the years past, we've done one after the final game. We do one like after the Super Bowl, and then we take like you know a little while off. So. In summary, we as a podcast know exactly what we're doing, and the Cleveland Browns obviously know what they're doing. Yep. Trust in both of us equally. Don't give up faith. Don't give up the ship. Shout out Commodore Perry or whoever said that. Um, go Browns. Please ruin Pittsburgh season and make this offseason a lot more enjoyable. Please, 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 please. And thank you. For Raleigh, for myself, thank you for listening to Dogs of War Podcast. Smash that subscribe. Hit a like. Leave a comment. Do it for your boys here. We'll see you next week. Go Browns. Good night, Cleveland.